Hey Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. It's the last one, month of January, the last month without any Cubs baseball. For nine months. For nine months. What was your favorite part of January? Uh, well, that's a good question. The last time you weren't feeling One day I didn't sick. feel poorly. <laughs> <laughs> one day my cough went away. My favorite part of January is that we added a bunch of new diehards. Mm, yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My that's favorite part it. of January is the friends we made along the way. The ah, friends we made along the they? way. See, Ryan got it. I Credit got, to you. There you go. Look at me. So shout out it's to my bit now. Shout out to Jack, Rob, Albert, Mark, Brock, Bradley, Michael, Jeremiah, and Ryan. Wow, that's good. Not me, but not him, Ryan. but like there's someone named Ryan. I don't listen. You're you're diehards. I don't know if any of you listen to CSU Cubs, but you became a diehard. Yeah, God bless you and your family. We love you anyway. Yeah. Great community. You get all the access to Ryan's 100% of what Ryan's writing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I mentioned it yesterday, so I'm going to be doing a mailbag, written mailbag uh, for diehards only Thursday morning, so tomorrow morning. And But tonight, Wednesday, if you're listening, I hope you're listening, but I'll also throw it in the Discord later, but I'm going to do one of those Discord video chat things that, that you've done, I think, before. Um and and do so, answer some mailbag questions on there with the rest of our diehards. I know Gary Gary made a deal. He said if you do this, uh, I won't ask any Jake Slaughter questions. And so I said, we know that's get, not true. I said you got a deal. How long can he hold off yeah. the Jake Slaughter? <laughs> that's questions. like me saying I was giving up sweets yeah. last two uh, three weeks. So I'll be doing that. But that's yeah, diehard exclusive. So don't miss out if you wanna mm. if you wanna chat Cubs baseball on over on Discord. Make sure you're signing up to be a diehard. It's honestly like the probably the most underrated part of becoming a diehard. Uh, the Discord. Yeah, Discord's amazing. Because, like, people, you know, the merch is great. Right. Going to our events. Like, we're going to have a bunch more events related to Cubs this year compared to last year. Obviously, our tailgates for the Bears have been huge this this past year. But as far as, like, baseball-related Cubs, uh, at least, uh, from from my understanding, we're, we're doing a lot this summer. So it's a perfect time to become a diehard, especially because this team, if I have to manifest it, as much as I possibly can, if I have to stand outside the marquee and like hold a picket sign or something, we're winning ninety games. We're going to manifest it one way or another. Well, and the and the diehard card alone changes your standing in society. Yeah, right. Like that too. it's it changes everything you do. Yeah, it's like, the way you carry yourself. All of that. All I know is we tell people you can walk into a bar and just slap that diehard card down. And, and you basically are the coolest person there. And no one has came to right. us and told us that that's false. All right? So. Don't let the facts credit, get in the way of a good story. Credit to us. Don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. So we're going to talk a little bit about prospects today. We'll talk about the month of January, which wraps up today. We are two weeks officially from pitchers, catchers, and Ryan Herrera reporting to beautiful, <laughs> sunny Arizona. Oh, yeah. Sloan Park. Saw I, more people showing I, up. The ass man's there. Ass I, man shoving in Arizona already. I... It's unconfirmed, but I might be going with Ryan, too. What? Yeah. It's unconfirmed, but I unconfirmed. might be going with Ryan, too. Unconfirmed. Solo wow. podcast for you, Luke. Yeah. Looks like I'll be sitting here by myself. Credit to I you. I was just, did, did I just not say, boy, all I need right now is a warm pool and some vitamin D. <laughs> you did just say it before me, the show know? started. Yeah. Now we, you guys could leave me at the pool. <laughs> well, I'm not going to leave you at the pool. I'll stay at the pool with you. <laughs> <laughs> under under the sunny yeah actually who was it was it rich maybe rich beasterfield who's in our our yeah. chatter once in a while was saying that it was like 70s or 80s and sunny uh, yesterday down there uh, incredible like someone someone just that. dropped their phone over uh, there they were so surprised to hear that yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, there's a but, place called Neaters out there, by the way. They sell us a uh, raspberry cinnamon roll. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there's anything for certain that Luke Stuckmeyer knows. He knows where the best cinnamon rolls are. Right. Tom Tunney, I don't talk a lot about him, but I do know that he owns Ann Sather's. So, yeah, two uh, weeks away exactly from two weeks. the first day of workouts. So, we'll talk about what they've accomplished. We'll talk about the reports about Tom Ricketts and golf, <laughs> false or true, whatever they might be. Let's let's start with the prospect thing because this is the time of year where all those lists slowly come out. It's list season. List season. I mean, we've been talking about yeah. the lists related I'm to major we're players at, too, right? right? Like we're still pissed about Nico Horner not being higher on that one list. We talked about Ian Happ being not higher on that other list. You know, this is the time where we yell and scream about lists that we don't like and celebrate the ones that we do like. In this case, we like these lists. I think. <laughs> I know I do. Uh, Matthew they're, Gregory they're, says 82 and sunny, by the way. There you go, Matthew Gregory. Thank you. Nice. Thanks Shout for that. out, Matthew. Appreciate you uh, with your input. And <laughs> DFW Susie also saying it's 73 there. On the I Dallas think she's Fort in Texas. The Dallas-Fort Worth yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so thank you for all your input. Where it's, I mean, it's like, hey, you know, it's 44 degrees up here. I say, kind of I, a heat it wave. could be worse right now here yeah. in Chicago. Like, kind of a heat wave. I've definitely dealt with worse, but um, some sunshine. Though. But, yeah, uh, the prospect ratings are good right now. Like, the, the Cubs – Depending on what you look at, five plus uh, on the top 100 and all these various lists, um, which I don't know, go back three years even, it was not nearly that good and, and guys weren't nearly that high. So this is the Cubs farm system is in the right place. And when we talk about the, uh, the, the, the hitting the reset button at the 2021 trade deadline, trading all those core players for you know even young teenage prospects and stuff and um, I think when we when we look back at it right now especially when you consider kind of what those guys careers have been since it was it seems like it was the right call and like the prospects do have to pan out and, and at the major league level or at least a handful of them do um, but doing that when they did um, it's the right call and 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 you're seeing the beginnings of like that being confirmed, right? Like right, right now, the the farm system is in a great place. They have all these um, top 100 prospects, and that's it, just a place that they weren't at before. So um, it's really good for them. And uh, yeah, again, it's just we got to see them pan out. Well, the the next segment, of course, we're talking about the month of January. I will just say that it does sort of feel like they've decided to hold their chips and count on the prospects. I thought there was going to be a huge trade involving, like, some of their bigger prospects to get somebody. I don't think that's coming anymore. I don't. I think it's sort of Bellinger or bust for the rest of their offseason. Maybe one other move, but do you think Do you <sighs> think the big trade that everybody envisioned is still coming? I think it is just because they have so many guys that I just don't know where they're going to play them. Like, I've mentioned James Triantos and... Alexander Canario is guys that I just don't know where they're going to play. You know what I mean? Like if we want Christopher Morel to get 500 plus at bats, at bats, how are you gonna how are you gonna play Alexander Canario? Now, if there's an injury or something, cool. You have really depth, yeah. you have a lot of depth for sure. But it's just like to me, this team still needs a high end starting pitcher, and there's some guys out there that have been like rumored on the market all off season. And you have this farm depth that you can move and, and get a, a you know a, a one two punch type guy and uh, you know I'm not saying it's a must happen but 
you just have so many guys that I just don't know where they're going to play. Like, I know Triantos isn't – I don't think he's in line to debut this year, but, you know, his value is only getting higher. You know, he went – he had that huge fall league, and now he's entered the top 100 on a lot of on a lot of different lists. Um, MLB Pipeline, for example, he's number 73. Let's pull up the MLB Pipeline one. That's one of the newer ones yeah. out, right? Yeah. came out this week. They uh, had seven. They put seven on there for the Cubs, which is more than any other team in baseball. All in the top 73? Yeah. And uh, and it includes Michael Bush. It does include it Michael, Michael Bush, Bush, yes. Who will probably graduate from prospect status relatively soon. But yes. And yeah. same thing with PCA probably as well. Yeah, depend, so, depend, especially depending when he starts the season or yeah. where he starts the season. But Kevin, but Al, Kevin Alcantara is the one guy on this list where I don't – is he's the one guy that I don't think we'll see at all in 2024. But there's – I think there's – or in de- and, and definitely Triantos, too. But the others, those top five there, I think we could certainly see those guys in, in 2024. But anyway, you know, they have all these dudes. They got, they got a lot of depth because there's more than just those guys, too, in the system. And listen, like, I, again, they need a, they need a high-end starting pitcher, in my opinion. And I just don't see where some of these guys are going to play, man. So... I'm not saying you trade five or six of them for one dude, but I am saying you gotta you gotta move some guys around. I think, or else you're just hoarding prospects, and we're sitting here talking about an 80 win team in 2024. Yeah, uh, it's 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 always tough to like uh, was it walk that line? I guess especially when you have a bunch of good prospects with, mm-hmm. um, you know, and and like I said the talent level at the major league level, you know, you don't have a bunch of hall of famers there that you cannot absolutely cannot move off their spots. Like as far as blocking guys, like what we talked about yesterday, I don't see like a scenario where we have, like you really have to worry about blocking guys right now, just because I don't, I don't think the Cubs, like when we talked about with Michael Bush or the Dodgers, the Cubs don't, in my opinion, have a guy that's just at that level that the Dodgers have in, like, a Mookie Betts or a Freddie Freeman. So, mm-hmm. uh, as far as, like, being entrenched at a position. That said, they do have a lot of good players at the big league level, and the prospects are going to have to supplement those players at the, at the big league level. Um, they're going to have to go in, and, and, you know, maybe some of those guys get um, the Pico Armstrong treatment where it's like, you know what, you have a specific role that we're bringing you up for. We'd love to get you everyday playing time. But we don't have a spot for you to do that right now. It might happen. So, um, guys, good point. guys are going to have to to supplement the roster. They're going to have to um, fill in roles throughout the season, right? A lot of these guys are, are going to be called upon to contribute, um, and we'll, you know we'll see who can um, who can stick it out and who can who can make a role there at the big league level, or you know who might need some more seasoning in the minor leagues. I think that's going to be a a bigger. Uh, area of focus and a thing to to just kind of watch out for in 2024 for the Cubs. Yeah. So MLB Pipeline had the seven that Cody was referring to. For those are listening on podcast form, uh, Pete Crow Armstrong at 16, Cade Horton 26, Owen Casey 47, 51 Michael Bush, 54 Matt Shaw, 65 Kevin Alcantara, and 73 James Triantos. That's great. Now ESPN, they put out their list. They've only got five, but they're all in the top 43. So some of the other guys aren't on there, but it's PCA at 18, Horton at 30, Shaw 37, Wicks at 41. Some people consider him a prospect. Some say, well, he's already been there and he done that. He hasn't technically graduated yet. Right. And Owen Casey at 43. Mm-hmm. 
listen, I'm happy to see all of this. I do agree that it's it's almost certain that it's progress in the right direction for the franchise. They've done a good thing. Just don't fall in love with all of them. The odds of it working out like it did in 2016 where they all come up and all contribute to the World Series, slim and none. And it goes, it goes back, you can even take this to the NFL conversation where that's going on every day in Chicago and on sports radio, what should they do with fields? What about Caleb Williams? You don't want to miss this one player. Just remember that while I fully respect all the prospect people that we have on our shows, they're doing their job, they're doing their research. It's such an ex- non-exact science. It's so difficult to figure it out. Even the number one player in the NFL, a quarterback, teams still don't know who's really number one. They don't. Patrick, Todd McShay had Patrick Mahomes ranked as the sixth best quarterback well, in that draft. That's just But he's thought of as one of the top draft. guys. Like, yeah. you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like In the draft. In that yeah. draft, yeah. they had him ranked as number six. The guy might be the greatest football player ever. Certainly on that So path. don't yeah. fall in love. And, and for that matter, injuries play a role too. I don't know what will ever happen to Brendan Davis. I hope he breaks through with the Cubs. Maybe he's a piece of a trade, but he... He was Pete Crow Armstrong before Pete Crow Armstrong, and yeah. that changed quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't wish that on anybody, but you just, you just, you just don't really know. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what we always talk about with prospects. Is like a lot of them get the hype for good reason, and and you get excited about those prospects. But there, I mean, obviously they don't all pan out. There are guys that you know injuries, as you know, a la Brandon Davis, uh, injuries kind of derail their careers for a while. Guys just come up and and don't perform the way that they were they were in the minor leagues and, and and become role players versus stars right like that that's just always the risk with prospects is the 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 jump to major league baseball is just so much bigger than any jump they've ever made in their entire career and and it's kind of like a sink or swim type thing where you know eventually maybe some guys do figure it out and become very solid contributors at the big league level um, but if you're a team looking to compete you can't always wait for that and and that's why, you know, they talk about like prospect hugging or whatever. It's like, I, I, if you, for me, it's like, you know, some of these guys are not going to pan out, and it's easier said than done. But you got to figure out who that is and see if you can trade them. It's, I mean, it's it's kind of impossible to do that, but um, you got to be right when you do. You got to be right when you trade a, a prospect for a big leaguer, uh, and and make sure that you're not holding on to the wrong ones and 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 trading the ones that you should have kept but uh, again easy a lot easier said than done kind of an impossible task but that's just when you're the guy running baseball operations for the Cubs you have to be right when you do it even you referenced 2016 and how all those guys worked out well in some aspects that's not true not long term right yeah Yeah. like not long term but you know obviously Chris Bryant was he he lived up to the hype for those he lived up to that. They hype. lived up to the hype to get the and, World Series. Right. And Rizzo turned into a great trade. That was He was immediately your number one prospect the, the moment you made that trade for uh, the Andrew Kashner trade. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, top five pick in the draft, was up on the team within a year. Uh, Ian Happ has turned out to be a really good baseball player. It took some time. Wasn't part of the World Series team. But anyway, he was drafted back then, right? Uh but then you look, but you can also look at Albert Almora as like the the reverse side of that. Like he was part of the World Series team, and we're always going to remember him for tagging up from first base to go to second in Game Seven, and Huge that's basic, and that's about it, right? But like he was, 
Theo Epstein's first pick while managing the Cubs. Mm-hmm. But and the, the reason I bring it up is that they let Dexter Fowler walk after 2016 because they wanted to give Albert Almora the full run. I mean, essentially, that's what they did. And it didn't work out. You know what I mean? Like, he never lived up to the hype. Yeah, he never hit what they were hoping he would. And he didn't even live up to the hype defensively, really. Sure. He had some nice defensive plays, sure. Like, that's part of his highlight reel. But I think we can all sit here and confidently say that he just never, like, as a full like full overall baseball player, never turned out to be anything that we had hoped he would be, right? So even the Cubs have hurt themselves by hanging on to guys too long that they that they – tried to develop themselves. You can argue that they held on to Kyle Schwarber too long. I, I say that all the time. As much as like it pisses me off that they let him go for nothing, I always thought that, especially after 2018, I thought that they should have shook up the roster, made a trade, just do something different because it was two consecutive years where it felt like the offense just kind of died at the very end, and it just felt like you needed something new in there. Not trying to go down that rabbit hole again, but I, like that's just that's my example of them holding on to guys too long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's a science, like Ryan or like Luke said, that you can't completely measure correctly, and this is why front offices, guys like Jed and Carter and all them, are paid millions of dollars to get these things right. Yeah. Um, so and when, fired it's when they don't, right? It's hard, hard right? Yeah, it's that's hard. What they hard don't. ass for so, them, but that's what they're getting paid for. But like again, like the I guess my full point of what I'm saying at this moment is that. Just because all these guys are on this list and they all have high upsides and stuff, it doesn't mean that they're all going to work out. But also, right, like I mentioned Triantos because his value is as high as it's been, right? Like, again, the insane uh, Arizona Fall League, he's just got put in the top 100 of MLB pipeline. He probably is going to play better this or continue to grow this year. And, you know, I, Sure, maybe maybe his value skyrockets even further over the next year. But it's not like he's been the high, most highly touted prospect in the Cubs system for years. You know, people have talked about him, but it's not like he's been the guy that people have been talking about, like PCA, since the moment he got here, you know? So that's why, to me, it's like you don't know what you're going to get, and sometimes you got to make a bold move, man. Like Theo... Sure, he's got some bad some bad moves on the resume, but man, did he make some bold moves that worked out for the Cubs at the same time too. And that's not just in free agency, but on the trade market too. So Jed's gotta do that, man. Like he's he's made some good moves to get the farm system where it's at. Uh but he doesn't really have anything bold out there. Hasn't done anything that's gonna make the fan base shift and think, oh, this is either going to be really good or or really bad. You know, I guess I mean? if you're looking at it as far as bringing in people, because he has done that, and that this goes to this comment from DFW Susie, um, she said, she said, optics always get in there down a little bit. Uh, optics always get in there too. The front office doesn't want to hear it from fans for getting rid of the favorite. Sure, but Jed did. Yeah, Jed, Jed did, did yeah. and and a lot of blowback and backlash from from doing that at twenty one. So I think, yeah, well, I agree with you. Like that, he hasn't made that move. That's the probably huge, the most bold thing he's done. Yeah, the he hasn't made the huge swing to bring in people. Going out and hitting that, being willing to hit that reset button, making that trade that you knew was going to get just a ton of backlash from the fan base, which did, as we saw. Uh, being willing to do that is, to me, a sign of a guy who's willing to 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 do a, a guy who's very much invested in doing what's right for the organization. Whether that you know whether whether this leads to where the Cubs want to get and where Jed wants to get. 
obviously still remains to be seen. They haven't even made the playoffs yet. But being willing to go and do that in 2021 when he did, and you know, guys that he had very strong emotional connections with too, having been there that entire time that Theo was, like that, I'm sure that hurt him to do. But he, you know, a little cutthroat, he made the decision to to cut ties with all those guys when they needed to do it. And so, I don't know. I think for me, while again I agree, and he hasn't made that bold move, I do think he's willing as long as it, you know, as long as it is to the benefit or the organization and you know they 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 like to rationalize things and and balance risk versus reward which also limits in a, in a way but yeah. I do think he's willing to do it if if it's the a right call for the organization. Swing. Right. He has he hasn't he hasn't done the bold move. He's done some emotionally hard moves. Sure. But ones that I think most of the fan base looked at and said you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And no doubt. whether before or after they happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got a super chat from Chris Pagero in here, 1999, says, I almost thought there was no show, but how do you all feel about Vladdy <laughs> on the cover on MLB The Show? Also, Kevin Alcantara will be a superstar. Book it if anyone else wants to hop on the Jaguar train. It's got some good seats. And I, I use this as like a segue because you're talking about those guys that we traded. Well, they, they traded Rizzo and got Kevin Alcantara, who's in this, mm-hmm. in this top 100 list and one of the Cubs' top prospects. Uh, I am on the Jaguar train. I just think it's going to take some time. I think he's really raw as far as what I've read and what people have told me about him. Um, so it, I think it would hurt to see him get moved, but I think you could get a really good player in return for him. And with the with where the Cubs are in the outfield, as far as how loaded they are, you know, if he turns into an all-star caliber player, so be it. But if you get a guy that, turns into a guy that helps you win games and gets to the playoffs and you have success. I think we're all sitting here thinking the same way about how we do with Gliber Torres at this point, you know, like that's just, that's the risk with making trades. It's the risk with making free agent signings, man. Like just can't hold on to all of them. I think that Kevin Alcantara has a high ceiling and I, and I, I would love to see him have a lot of success with the Cubs because I think he has the swag and the vibes that the fan base would love. But again, I, I just don't think he's going to make his debut in 24. So and I and I want the team to win now, man. Like I, I we've 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 I've, I've I've sat through this quote unquote rebuild that wasn't a rebuild. I've sat through it was know, a rebuild. Yeah, well, again, Jed Jed is Jed quoted say saying the rebuild of the rebuild, and, 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 and I say. and I will never forget it. Okay, so the rebuild that shall not be named. Yes, about that right. And it's a rebuild. So like it, it's one of those things where if you wanna you wanna put yourself in position to be a winning organization now and into the future, like you 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 gotta. Gotta make those moves. So again, to bring it back to Luke's question of will they do this? Will they make any trades or whatever? I I, I think that's still an option. I think it it could happen after Bellinger signs, but who knows? I don't know. But also related to Chris's question with Vlad Jr. on the cover, uh, the cover is very unique, and I kind of like it. Also, but I also don't think he deserved to be on the cover this year. He wasn't very good last year. No, we almost traded for him in uh, <laughs> Wild Thought Wednesday. Yeah, Did it would have been cool if it was him in a Cubs uniform, I guess, but. How do we get Stucky on the cover of the show? How can we do that? Make it ourselves. Well, yeah. remember we we'll made that one last it, yeah. year. Remember we made the one from last year after you bought the Jordans? Oh, yeah, we did that right over there. In the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I sold them. We'll have to get Joey. <laughs> a couple years later, I sold them. We'll have to get Joey on. I think Joey's Joey got to make another make graphic. A crazy cover <laughs> of Stuckmeyer on there. Hey, Ryan, tell us about game time because I uh, there's some comedians coming into town. 
One is Sebastian Maniscalco this year. Oh, yeah, I did hear which about that. I, I, United Center, those tickets are steep, steep. I saw for two people, it was, it was pushed. I started putting it in. It was like, this wasn't even on game time when they first came out, which was my first mistake. It was like 600 plus bucks for two people. And I was like, no, 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 I don't even know. It's facial impressions that the guy does. Like, so I, but Nate Bergetzi is going to be at Allstate. He's really funny. Have you ever seen Nate Bergetzi? No. I've never. He's very funny. He's got a lot of Netflix uh, specials. Uh, Jimmy Fallon just opened for him somewhere uh, in a stand-up routine. So he's going to be at, out in Rosemont, and I was wondering, maybe game time's going to be the place I'm going to go to get those tickets. Not maybe. Game time's going to be the place I go to get those <laughs> tickets. Yeah, you got to go go to game time if you're going to get those tickets, Stucky. Um, you know, I was, I'm looking at game time right now. Bulls play on Saturday. Um, and Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Did I say that? How well you did Iowa out, play? That's all I said care about. Did that, did that come I didn't mean to blurt that out. You said it out loud. Um, I thought it was just in my yeah. head. Bulls at home, Kings in town, and the tickets are cheap on game time. Let me tell you. Uh, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Like, you know, I've gone to a couple concerts through Game Time, a couple games. I remember the first time I used Game Time was actually to go to my first Bears game a couple years ago. And that mm. was, while, while I will say the experience of watching football, I'd rather do it on my couch. Uh, if I'm ever going to go to another Bears game, I'm going to use Game Time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, they got last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. You actually get the views from all seats in the venue. So if you're on the app and you're looking, you can actually click on a seat and see what it looks like from, from that view of the, of the event, of the arena. Um, it gives you the lowest price guarantee, event cancellation uh, protection, job loss protection, all that good stuff. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. <laughs> With zone deals, you pick the section and game time picks the seats for an average of 18% savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Justin Timberlake tickets go on sale on Friday. Oh. And our guy Everett in the chat here says, yeah. uh, thanks for turning me on to game time, guys. I got tickets for the Rolling Stones in Atlanta like cheap that. and $20 back using Shout your promo code. Everett. 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 That's a unique yeah. name. I like that name. It's my I add that to name. my list of if I have a child, really? yeah. maybe Sounds Everett will be the name. Uh, guess who's back? Back again. Charlie, Charlie, the bacon guy. Charlie's back. Based out of uh, Woodridge, Illinois, he makes craft bacon and bacon jams in over 30 different flavors. <laughs> the bacon and bacon jams are all naturally cured, fancy, preservative-free products. There aren't any ingredients that Charlie can't pronounce himself involved in the process, unlike most of these stores where, they, where you go and you buy your bacon. 
It's vacuum sealed. It freezes great. Lasts in the package up to 45 days in the fridge, six months in the freezer. Bacon jam lasts 60 days in the fridge, 20 seconds in my house, and up to six months in the freezer. Now, here's just some of the flavors, some of my favorites that he has. Maple pepper, winner. Cheddar, winner. Korean barbecue, winner. Red wine, winner. French toast bacon. That's my favorite one. Hello. Throw that in a little scramble or an omelet, huh? Oh, yeah. Applewood smoked, of course. And there's the original. There's bourbon. Peach is also a unique flavor. That's one I might try. That sounds good. Bacon jam goes perfectly on anything. In scrambled eggs, toast, crackers, burgers, grilled cheese, cinnamon rolls. Wait a minute, Charlie. Are you telling me you put bacon on cinnamon rolls? That's a game changer. You pick it up, most efficient way you want. He'll deliver it to you. He'll meet you halfway or even ship it. He makes the bacon so you can bring it home. Head over to charliethebaconguy.com to place your order. You can also follow him on Instagram, charliethebaconguy, Twitter, czthebaconguy. Uh, you can just email him, charliethebaconguy at gmail.com. He's got his website up, www.charliethebaconguy.com. It is live as of November now, so he's, he's up and running with the website. Oh, yeah, brother. You want to do bacon? Charlie the Bacon Guy's your guy. I've had the Malort kind, too. Oh, you have? Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, it makes me like Malort a little bit more, I would. <laughs> which wasn't very much to begin with, but you put it on bacon. Okay. Sign me up, brother. I can't imagine could... what, uh, what RK from DNVR, who mm. loves Malort, would yeah. think of the Malort bacon. Speaking of Malort as well. French toast bacon, yeah. I don't know if you guys have followed any of the, um, the, the stuff re- related to Malort in Nisei Lounge and how they've, like, kind of made their own different types of Malort with, like, different flavors. But they have, like, a peppermint Malort or something like that. You mean Goldschlager? And it's, like, good. Like, I, I would do it again, like, hmm. openly without, like, you know, being Damn. forced to do it. Is it whatever. good for Malort or is it actually good? I think it's good. It, it's good, yeah. Wow. It's the peppermint. You ever do a mm-hmm. shot of Goldschlager? No. no. Why would I? Dude. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but they like horrible. Apparently they they've tr- they've made all kinds of different ones. I, I don't know. So credit to them for making Malort a little bit more bearable. Yeah, credit to so, them because because Malort is I just don't know. It's not good. But so you got Charlie the Bacon guy yeah. making Malort type bacon, which again makes me like Malort a little bit more. And then you say lounge making flavored Malort. But if Charlie the Bacon Guy, you know, if you're going through West Loop, if you want to drop off a little peach, maybe some French toast, maybe the original, the applewood smoked, I'd be willing to take some of them off your hands. Uh, Same. All right, so today is the last day of January, 31st. We made it. Didn't make it. Cody made it. Somehow. So far, you got to get through the night. I, I, I got to, I haven't stepped on the scale since Sunday, but at this point, we are 15 pounds down the month of January. You're going to need all yeah. new CHGO gear at this point. Mm-hmm. That a boy, Cody. Credit to me, right? Yeah. Thanks, Steven. Big of you. Credit to you. Steven's like the the big fitness guy in this office. He probably didn't even know any of those because he hasn't been doing any of our shows. But. Yeah, it's been a, the last time I did one of your shows was the winter meetings. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Where nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he wants you to know that. So, uh, how yeah. did the Cubs do in January? First month of twenty twenty four. How are they doing? What grade would you give them for the month? Their work in the month of January. What's happened? Uh, Let's see. Uh, they oh, signed Imanaga. Sign Imanaga. Imanaga. Yep. 
They made the Bush and uh, Almonte and they trade. made the Monte Bush trade. trade. Hector yep. Neris and Hector Neris and a couple. I mean, a couple Actually, minor league bullpen additions who could turn Carl Edwards into, Jr. Yeah, Love Lady. We, we Love talked Lady. about a lot. <laughs> um, Future so, Cubs legend, Love Lady. Yeah. Um, no so Bellinger yet. No Bellinger. Three no decent moves. Yeah. Nice moves. Maybe, I'd give them. I'd give them a C for the month of January. C like, plus. No C. Because it's the, like Imanaga is a nice a nice piece, but like you still don't know what you're gonna get out of him. Mm-hmm. Like I hope that he, I hope he's incredible because I mean that press conference was like he made the best impression you could make it for someone coming from Japan who doesn't speak any English. He taught himself how to say what he needed to say in that press conference in English. That's a mighty impressive. Uh, but again, we don't know what we're gonna get out of him. The Bush Almonte trade. I think you have an idea of what you can get out of Almonte. Bush is still a question, but you know, like we talked about in the first segment, top 100 prospect, top 50 in all of baseball. Uh, so there's a lot of upside there. There's you know, there's reason for hope there. Uh, Naris is probably the only thing that's proven. You know, he's been yeah. postseason experience, been in the league for a long time. The only downside, you know, fastball velocity dip, but. Again, he's got experience, and it's someone that like that's something the Cubs need in the bullpen. So I, I like that move. I like all three moves. It's just like you don't really know what you're getting out of two of the three moves. So for me, I think giving them a C is is actually nice. Like, arguably, way too nice. I, I, the The Godfather is less cynical than you about. It. He gave it a C plus. Oh, C plus. Uh, I've seen a lot of C plus. Everett B minus. Right. Yeah, I, I was probably in that. A lot of people like the Love Lady and the Ass Man combo. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was probably in that B minus C plus. Just reading range. the just reading the feed. Yes. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that, Rob. Love go. lady and the ass man are the dynamic duo. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Go I'm, ahead, Ryan. I'm Sorry. probably in the B minus C plus range. Probably Maybe B I'm minus. A little too negative. Um, I just think and they shored up most of the holes that they've needed to shore up. And whether <laughs> okay, the way I, I still, the way I'll put it is they have brought in guys to fill in. The holes we came, well, from except for you know the Cody Bellinger sized hole, mm-hmm. we've they've brought in guys to fill in the holes we spent all off season talking about. They have these holes that need to be filled. Um, they got Michael Bush at first base. We don't know what he's going to be, but that's the guy that they are going to run out there to be their starting first baseman for the, most likely. Uh, we they talked we talked about them needing to get a a good starting pitcher. Imanaga is that guy that they brought in. Another guy we don't know exactly what he's going to be. But he's the guy that fills that hole. Hector Neris, I think, is a really good signing for that bullpen. I think uh, we, we've talked about them needing to get more trustworthy arms for now that Craig Council's manager, especially um, more bullpen depth. So getting Hector Neris in there, Yancy Almonte's a uh, good bounce back candidate, right? Some of these guys they brought in on minor league depth deals could end up uh, um, contributing to the bullpen at some point. Um, so I think that they've done a good job of addressing that. It's not any higher, obviously, because they still have that Cody Bellinger-sized hole and third base. They still got to figure out third base too, and and maybe that's that guy's internal, right? Maybe yeah. maybe it's uh, Morel. We're going to keep saying Morel, right? Maybe Morel figures it out um, and is able to play there consistently, or maybe Matt Shaw just keeps rising through the system and becomes that guy. Um, but yeah, the, that that and the Cody Bellinger-sized hole, um, it's it. It's still pretty far away from from any A range for me, uh, just because that those are those are things. But I would also say that they, they did it all in January, right? Had they had they spread it out, we would be saying January is probably a little bit less. But yeah, I mean, um, so it's I think it's a little more 
maybe I'm a little more biased because they actually gave me something to talk about versus <laughs> November or versus December specifically. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, maybe I'd go, I'm not giving enough credit. The juxtaposition of November and December, where all we had was the manager move. I will <laughs> say, I would if I had to give it a grade right now, I would give a C. As the kids say, it's sort of mid. Me and Luke mid. on the same page. It's a little mid right now. Mid. Yeah. Not that it's not because just we don't know what Bush is. Yeah. We don't, we don't know how he's going to end up being in the major leagues. So I, I the only thing I'll say about this, okay, fine. If your January is a C, that's okay. It's okay if your December was a C. It's okay if your November was a B. But if you don't get Bellinger or find a way to get that left-handed bat and figure out first base some other way than just counting on Bush, your overall off-season grade still very much could be a D or an F. Like yeah. that's that's still on the table. I don't if yeah. they don't get Bellinger, even if they get Bellinger, what did we talk about? They had to improve the offense. Now maybe they've done it, but it isn't in this clear, obvious way. If they bring Bellinger back, because a we don't know that Bellinger is going to hit exactly the way he hit last year. Yeah. You hope he does. You don't know how. You're counting an awful lot on self-improvement from a lot of players in a division where it looks like you should be able to run away with it if you make the right moves. Yeah. So that, that's the only danger I see because <laughs> that's even if they bring Bellinger back. If they aren't able to bring Bellinger back, now I see a huge hole in the lineup, and I don't know yeah. how they fill it. Yeah. The only Stop th- the negativity, Luke. Sorry, says, Godfather. Says yeah. Godfather. See what happens. You get one cold, and that's just yeah. brings your whole the energy only, down. The <laughs> only thing that I'll like clap back a little bit on what you're saying about Ooh, Bellinger. Clap go. back. Just clapping back. Yeah, I'm clapping back because I think if they don't stop get Be- yourself. No, <laughs> I think if they don't get Bellinger, I do think that they'll still make a trade. And okay. I think uh, what's his name in the in the chat? Uh, the setup man earlier in the show said something along mm-hmm. the lines of that. And I do think that that would happen if, if they don't re, if they can't re-sign Cody Bellinger. I think that they will, if they will then make a trade to get someone to replace. It'd be di- him. it'd still be disappointing though because the easiest way to improve the franchise is spend some money and hang on to some of the prospects. Sure, I'm not saying hang on to all of them. I, I get that, but if they do that because they failed to get Bellinger and wouldn't give him the money then they're using some of your poker chips that you wouldn't have had to use if you just would have spent uh, your money. I think it depends on the player they're yeah. getting back, of course, right? Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. my dream of Jose Ramirez on this team, I think I would Changes be – I'd actually probably be a lot happier if they didn't sign Bellinger and they somehow made a trade and got J-Ram, right? But that's a dream. Like, I, I don't think that's going to happen. You know what I mean? Like, that's just in, in one example. So, uh, it's again, it's wait and see for me. For the for for that scenario, but I guess you know, I think I think having a C is is fair right it's now. Okay, just, I like just C's because in like school. like yeah, C's they good made degrees. Ryan said totally they fine. they made moves that they needed to make. They did, and and Imanaga was rumored to the Cubs like through a lot of December. You know, like it, it made a lot of sense when they signed him. They needed a guy to replace Marcus Stroman. Like yeah. Hopefully he is at least what Marcus Stroman was or better. I hope better because he thinks that he hasn't reached his ceiling yet. I hope so, brother. 
Uh, and I hope Bush turns out to be, you know, our first baseman for years to come, man. Like the left-handed power bat. Yeah. Have I been on YouTube looking at Michael Bush highlights when he was with the Dodgers? Yeah. The, the swing is fun to watch, man. I hope that it's, I hope it pans out. We haven't had a real first baseman outside of Cody Bellinger since Riz, you know, and like, Listen, we know that Cody Bellinger's value is a lot better out in the outfield, and I know that if, you know, when PCA comes, he's going to be playing more first base anyway, but, you know, there's a, there's a reason there's a DH, and I, I, I think that Bush, or I hope that Bush can really take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, so. well, yeah I think that's what I'm saying is, like, I, I, I like the moves that they made, and that's why I'm a, I'm a little more, like, C-plus to B-minus right on that, that line, but I'm not – completely just overblown by it because the moves that they did make are the guys that are just unproven in the big leagues. And I think that's, that's where I fall besides Hector Neris, obviously. But, um, and that's where I fall is like, it, it's, I, I'm a, I'm a, giving them a little bit above average because I do like the moves they made. I'm just not too high on them yet because a lot of those guys, we just don't know what they're going to be at the big league level. Uh, sorry, Mike Taylor. I forgot Frank Schwindel. Uh, the second half of 2021 was it was elite. It was one to remember. Where were you for, that was for, for the those, last two months? The yeah. last two months post of French Schwindel's post-debt post trade deadline. He was, he was electric, uh, and he did go to Murphy's multiple times. And I remember that storyline. I'll never forget, man. I still can't believe the Godfather that, called me negative. <laughs> uh, you know you're being negative with the Godfather. Yeah. Tells yeah. You stop. Are you true. in the market for a new vehicle? Well, this will pick up your spirits. If you are, we've got some great news for you. Our partner at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram in Fox Lake is starting their Ray Resolution with the Start Something New sales event. You know what that means. You're able to shop incredible savings on every new in-stock vehicle because they want to clear out a lot to make room for their new 2024 vehicles. For a limited time, get up to nine grand. That's $9,000 off on a new Jeep model with dealer discount. And that's not all. Shop their last call on remaining 2023 Dodge Challenger and Charger models, including Hellcats, Scat Packs, and more. Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand, so don't miss out on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from. At Ray CDJR, you're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than expected thanks to the old Ray price promise. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long. Save big because Ray CDGR is making buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. Free oil change. Boy, last hours of this. Mention CHGO at the service center. And when you book online at RayCDGR.com slash service and you get that baby free. Schedule it before the 31st. Well, I mean, today. They'll still give you the free oil change. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Absolutely. So if you're in the market for a new vehicle, you got to check out our team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they're the only team we recommend Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit RayCDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com, serving the community since 1963. <clears throat> i got to well, get a Hellcat. You know what? Hellcat. It's got deals on Hellcats. Hellcat? Doesn't that sound like that's something I should be driving, a Hellcat? Absolutely. 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 I never heard of that car. I need to learn more about it. I'll go there muscle. and learn. Very muscle. fast. I think muscle. Very fast? Okay. And that's exactly what Luke Sekmeyer is. He's, he has right. the need for speed. The need for now, speed. Now, if we had Especially a, if we had a if that, games. That would, have been <laughs> yeah. the, that would have been the perfect segue into a Midtown Athletic Club, but that's not the read today. No, no. Well, what I was going to say is, like, Barb's in the chat says that I'm not reading the chat. I am reading the chat. Barb, I just uh, answered, uh, answered Mike Taylor's uh, comment. But I'm trying to get your attention because i got to tell you about Empire today, all right? 
You look like someone who needs new flooring, all right? <laughs> With Empire Today, you get shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guaranteed, baby. Empire Today is the best place to get new flooring, so of course they have copycats. But Empire can't be beaten on quality, service, speed, or competitors. Advertise low-quality products that Empire simply won't carry. Empire won't promise the lowest prices because anyone who does that is putting flooring in your home that they wouldn't put in theirs, right? They care about you guys, right? They keep shopping for floors simple with a curated product selection. Their philosophy is to help you find what you need, not overwhelm you with thousands of choices and substitutes. What they leave out of their selection is an important is as important what they put in. Empire's product team exhaustively combs through thousands of product samples each year to find the perfect styles. Their virtual floor designer is a great way to see how new floors will look in any space. It's easy. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. Shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You might talk to someone today who was working in plumbing yesterday. Flooring is all Empire Today does. They live and breathe flooring so you can be confident you're getting honest and upfront advice. They pride themselves on their convenient shop-at-home service. They help customers shop for floors where they use their floors so they can see exactly what their new floors will look like in their homes, lighting and decor, so they can make an informed decision. Service our own warranties. If an issue does arise, just call Empire. They service all warranties themselves. You, you won't have to track down a manufacturer's phone number. Incredible, right? Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. See EmpireToday.com slash CHGO for details. So there you go, Barb. Get that new flooring. Yeah. I know that you Hardwood need that flooring. new flooring. I need new flooring at my apartment. I got to ask my landlord if he's going to allow me to do that. I think he would. This next segment is strictly for Michael Collada, of course. <laughs> Strictly. This is the first, like, when I saw this news today, all I could think about was Godfather. Well, it's, it's kind of all over the place. So let's just agree that possibly it's true, possibly it's not. PGA Tour finalizes a deal, that part's true, with Strategic Sports Group injecting about $3 billion of cash, up to about $3 billion in cash, in a new for-profit entity. Uh, involved in this influx of money, Steve Cohen and the Mets owner, John Henry of the Red Sox, Arthur Blank of the Falcons, the Celtics owner. And then there's a debate whether Tom Ricketts did or did not get involved. Did he back out? Is it Mark Adanasio of the Brewers? I just want to know this. If Ricketts did give millions of dollars potentially towards this adventure, an investment, are you upset or are you not upset? Well, considering the Bellinger stuff and all of that, according, and this is like on the side of him not being part of it. This is according to, I hope I'm saying his name right, Eben Novi Williams. Yeah, there's reports that he's right. not, that he backs out. says he's a sports business reporter for Sportico. He says that Tom Ricketts <sighs> is not part of the group. And in the memo, doesn't say, the memo doesn't say $3 billion. It says up to $3 billion, which Sportico reported last week. Um, do I, do I think it matters? I mean, listen, the Ricketts have been investing money into real estate. You know, like, they've, they, they tried to buy a soccer team. They didn't, but they tried to. 
right now it's easy to just assume that like you know it matters because the Cubs haven't you don't have a player over two hundred million dollars on on a contract. You know they, you know they 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 acted cheap after twenty eighteen for a couple years. Biblical losses that's gonna live on Tom Ricketts' grave one day. Like I listen, I'm not gonna sit here and sh- try and sugarcoat it to defend a billionaire man. Like, I, do I think it in the present is affecting the Cubs? No, but I can't sit here and blame fans for thinking that it is. Well, the, the flip side of it is true too. If his investment works out well, he may have more money. Hey, this, this likely will have more money. This is going to be my spin zone is that does him spending a lot of money on whatever this PGA thing is, if it's true, doesn't that show that he's maybe not cheap if he's putting all this money oh. into it? <laughs> but it's not for the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's not cheap. Maybe he's, tur- maybe he's turning over a new leaf. And he's like, and this is the first step towards not That's, being cheap, right? What a spin what zone, a, Ryan. It, it, what a spin saying. zone. You got, a new you got, a, you got to walk before you can run, you know? Spend it everywhere except for on the players. <laughs> um, I mean, I, in general, I don't care. You know, I sure. he Like, I'm I'm kind of with you, Luke. Like, it, he could get money back, and maybe that goes into the Cubs. That's what, they, that's what they've told us about the DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, like, that's what they've told yeah. us about all these things surrounding Wrigley. I personally think that the reason that – Bellinger hasn't been re-signed yet, and you know they they didn't get they weren't in on Yamamoto. They tried to get they they legitimately tried to get Shohei Otani, but Ugh. Shohei Otani wanted the Dodgers, and that was like I mean that came out, and that's basically the facts. It had, I don't think it had anything to do with what the Cubs offered. Yeah. And again, they according to them or the people behind it, they offered almost six hundred million dollars. I mean, shit, that's a lot of money. Shows to me that you're trying to to get the best players. Uh, I guess for me, it, it's 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 just one of those things in the present right now that if you're going to get mad about the Cubs not spending money, I think it's more on the Cubs front office than it is Tom. Because I think Tom is giving full reign to Jed and Carter. And with the way that the front office has acted the last handful of years now, to me, it's, if if – if they go continue this route and they aren't winning in 2024, I think that Jed is on the hot seat. So that that's where I'm at. I don't think I don't think this has anything like the lack of spending this off season. I don't think any of it has to do with Tom personally. Yeah, I I mean you look at like you mentioned the Otani one. Mm-hmm. You look at Bellinger or some of these some of these higher priced or or these. Um, free agents that are looking for big contracts, like they're all Boris clients, and so like yeah. we know that 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 half of the of the or that side of the coin is holding things up too, is as the amount of money Boris wants wants his clients to get. Um, no, I think again, it had Shohei Otani wanted to go to the Cubs, the Cubs would have signed him. Like yeah. that, that's absolutely true; they would have signed him. Um, and if they could get belly at a price that's not a crazy overpay. I'm sure they'd get him too, and whatever it is. But I agree with you. I don't think that Tom Ricketts being cheap, quote unquote, um, is causing the Cubs to not spend money right now because they, whatever. Um, <laughs> it's it just I we talk about it all the time because the Godfather mm. brings it up every day, multiple times the show. Um, not once. I just, I just don't twice. think I don't think stuff like that. And then this PGA thing, if it's true, I don't think that is hampering the Cubs at all either. Also, Corey in the chat, uh, scroll up a little bit. Corey in the house. He, he says, so it is more of the front office wanting to min slash max 
to the extreme and get as much value as possible than ownership not allowing to spend. Yes, that's basically what I'm saying. Which I don't think is a I don't think it's a bad general philosophy to have. Like, you obviously want to maximize the reward and minimize the risk. But sometimes you have to take bigger risks, exactly. of course. Which and is that's what we, why we were talking about earlier. No, which is what we talked Yeah, <laughs> will Judd take that risk? But I, I don't think, in general, it's a bad front office and philosophy. I, I also feel this way because Tom was like this when the team was good mm-hmm. last decade. Like, they let Theo Epstein do his job. You know, he yeah. didn't have any say in what they were doing with the players on the field. Now, you get to after 2018, going to 2019, the pandemic, all of that. That's that's when you can start to question, undoubtedly. But we're past that now. Like, the, the Jed made a decision that they wanted to <laughs> rebuild without, being a, without it being a rebuild. And we're here. Like, that's why I was saying earlier, like, they need to make a, a – they need to take a big swing at some point, man. Yeah. And so we'll see if it happens here the rest of the offseason. It's crazy that we're sitting here at the end of January, and I'm still saying this, but to me, like, that's – if if the if Bellinger isn't here, if the, if whatever, if the worst possibility happens and they go in a, into 2024 with a lot of what we're what this roster has right now and they don't win, like, to me, it's, you know, major hot seat, especially if it fails miserably. And now if they are fringe wild card team, you're probably going to get a pass, but – I just I feel like they should have at least put a team out there that's going to be a major favorite to win the Central at the very least. Like I, that's not asking for much. Whenever you're the the Chicago Cubs, man. I don't so. think they're that far from it either. I, and I, I, I don't, don't. And I don't either. I just I, I'm just saying. Like if if these big moves that we're talking about don't weren't happen, made, yeah. agreed. Yeah, we're gonna have sure. we're gonna have plenty of reason for criticism. And again, from me, it will be towards the front office more so than Tom Ricketts. Hold it for now. Yes, but hold it. But hold it. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast back at 2.30 live tomorrow, Barb. Yes, we're always live at 2.30. Uh, thanks for waiting for a couple minutes today. Uh, we're here for you. You're here for us. Hit the like button on the way out. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow at 2.30. Until then, thanks for watching, listening, and fly the W. We all silly like the mayor. 